Trying to look on the bright side of things is definitely part of my personality and who I am. So if there was a philosophy, it was like, you know, things are going to get better or things are, there's always something to be happy about. There's, there's a silver lining to every cloud that you see. And I remember we were driving on the H3 past the airport and this is kind of a good example of that. We were, my husband and I were kind of going through a harder time in our personal lives and you know, it, and it was an overcast day with a lot of clouds and all of a sudden the clouds broke and you saw this beautiful ray of sunshine and, and it's just a reminder that no matter how cloudy you seem, even if your horizon is just full of clouds, there is sunlight right above it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you can seek for the sunlight, then you'll have something to be grateful for to carry you through the difficult times. Welcome back to Hawaii Real, everybody. I'm your host, Io Ke'ehu. And if you are one of those super awesome human beings that likes to help people the same way I like helping people, you have the power to help me out right now by clicking on subscribe or sharing this episode or any one of our 60 plus episodes with one of your friends, family members, or better yet, post it to one of your social media platforms. It's going to help us so, so much and the power is right in your hands. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you're one of our audio listeners on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. This podcast, it's a great conversation starter. Just share it with one of your friends, coworkers, family members. Start chatting it up. Share it out. Thank you so much. And today I have a great guest. She's laughing funny. (laughs) Chelsea Yadow, you are the owner of Lehua Lashes and Brow. Yes, I am. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on oh, the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you wore like a blue green. Yeah, I know we match. I love blue. Look at this. It's, it's a lucky <laughs> color. It's calming. It is. <laughs> and she was like, you were so nervous. Well, I passed it by Athena. Okay. I like went to drop something off to her and I was wearing this. She's like, this is such a good outfit for the podcast. I'm like, absolutely. Nice. All right. I think I'll wear it. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> so. You had a number of things that you wanted to come on the show and bring to the audience and namely like, hey, people, you have the power to change your path in life and like it's just going beyond what you think is you're capable of doing. Absolutely. Um, you know, I felt the theme for this episode would be wonderful to discuss just where we are in our personal lives and where we can go. I feel that progress and goal setting and and transitioning who we are throughout our life is what makes life exciting and that we don't have to limit ourselves in what we want to do if that makes sense that totally (laughs) makes sense like i i really don't like putting myself in like a little pigeonhole Mm -hmm. and saying that yes this is who i am like my job i work for the seating county so i don't like to say that that is me that is my job right what i do that's not me it's not your identity it's not my identity And oftentimes we fall into that trap of, well, I do this. I've been doing this for so long. When people ask me what I do, I say X, Y, or Z. And yeah, you're right. You tend to fall into this trap of just pigeonholing pigeonholing yourself when really you have so many more hobbies or passions or things you want to explore. You know, I'm not just a mother and a wife and a daughter. I also love to sing. I also love to read. I also love to hike. You know, all of these things that that we tend to, um, that tends to take a backseat sometimes when we are caught up in our careers, per se. 
Right. Like you do lashes and brow. I do. But that's not you, even though you're you're the owner of that. I am a new owner of that. Goodness. So a little bit background, I guess, of me. Um, For 15 years, I was a medical receptionist in the dialysis unit. So if you're not familiar with what dialysis is, it's when your kidneys... um, So you have two kidneys, Mm -hmm. and each of them make up 100% of your kidney function. Well, when that kidney function diminishes due to disease like diabetes or hypertension, those are the number one and two causes of kidney failure, you get down to 5% kidney function, you have to go on what's called dialysis. And there are so many people in Hawaii, unfortunately, on dialysis. It's a booming industry. That's not good. It's not good. It's sad. Not a good booming industry. And so the clinics I worked at were hemodialysis, where they take all of the blood in your body, they take it out and run it through an artificial kidney in a machine, add hormones, vitamin D, calcium, and potassium, and then they warm it up so it can come right back into your body. And that happens over a course of four hours. And so being in that industry, it was so meaningful because without dialysis, these patients would pass away. So I was there for 15 years and it, it sort of did become my identity of like, I'm a, I'm a clerk. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I work nine to five and then I take my kids and, and then my husband, who's the best support ever was very much, you know, it's your turn to do something what do you want to do because he was pretty established in his career and he was he appreciated my support during college and all of this and he's like well what do you want to do so uh, I took that opportunity to really sit down and think you know do I want to go back to school and get into debt do I want to go the trade route you know I, I have so many interests I could have done either and I felt that I wanted a career that not only satisfied my creative side, but also was a different environment, completely different from, you know, the medical reception. Yeah, because in medical professions, similar to my law enforcement profession, you're constantly like you you're constantly dealing with sick people. Yes, like that's the common theme with everybody that comes your way. They're yes, sick. and it isn't. Um, it just can be a depressive yep. mood, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's working so hard, and the the patients are you know, prone to depression and just, like, they're not going to get know better. How anybody can work at a jail. <laughs> like you're I constantly know. around criminals. So hard for but, sure. But yeah. I mean, like your work, it's, you're seeing the rougher elements rather than the positive all the time. Right. So, um, that, and at the time I, I ran for Mrs. Honolulu or Mrs. Hawaii. Really? <laughs> I'm telling you all of the crazy wow. adventures and, and that was when I found lashing because I got extensions done. Oh, for, people were putting lashes on you. Like, yeah, hey, this is kind of cool. It was, it was incredibly interesting because it's very tactile and it's tedious work and, and the outcome is like immediate gratification. Right. Cause that's the first thing you look at when you see right. someone is their eyes, right? Or you look in the mirror, like you're looking at your eyes and boom, lashes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that drew me and I was like, well, it's a lot cheaper than, taking out a $50,000 loan for school. Mm -hmm. It seems to be an up and coming trend, hopefully a staple in the beauty industry, which now I feel it, it's definitely becoming a staple. Um, People will give up their nails for their lashes. So I'm not one of those people. Nails are, yeah. I mean, well, especially like we were just talking about this off camera, like, yeah, people are wearing masks. So it's like, well, you don't really need too much makeup with your mouth and your nose and area, but. Yeah. Your eyes are so much more important. They are. They, they're 
everything now. So I really started to research it and look into what it would take to do that. And also at the same time, being a mom of three really busy, active boys, I wanted the freedom to set my own schedule and to do entrepreneurship, um, I guess, in my industry. So it really was such an appealing aspect for me. And that's kind of what I decided to do. But really the, it was during the the, um, I'm sorry, excuse me. I just had a mind melt. <laughs> it was during the competition that I was like, you know, you don't have to, you can bring out all different kinds of sides of your personality right. and, and roll with it and, and be whatever it is that you, you want to be with a good support system behind you, of course. Um, so that evolution, I, I couldn't just leave dialysis and jump into that. And, I had to, I was working part-time in dialysis and then I took a social media marketing job for Governor Ige's reelect. Really? Wow. Yep. So I did that for all Very of 2018 cool. while I was lashing. Did you know his Twitter password? I I did for the social media for okay. the campaign. Somebody did, right? <laughs> yes. For the campaign, I handled that. But of course, as you know, after the, the missile crisis, I just, we... We backed off. It wasn't a time to campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big whoops. We went quiet yeah. <laughs> on social media. So I, I say all of this because you, when you say yes to opportunity, you make up the rest. I mean, the learning curve in, in trying to understand how to edit photography and edit videos. And I didn't have a graphic arts or graphic design background at the time, but it was a steep learning curve and I understood the fundamentals of Facebook and everything else. YouTube helped a great deal. There's so mm -hmm. many resources on YouTube and you know, it was a fast, what was it? A 10 month, 10 month contract. So it was definitely intense. And so did you have experience before you did that with social media marketing? No. So just on the job training, just go. So, Funny story. My <laughs> husband is the, was the campaign manager for that campaign. Oh, well, that and, makes it easy to get hired. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. That's actually kind of how that went. <laughs> so he needed someone to run the social media. And I was just supposed to be an interim, like mm. a stopgap. He was stressing out uh, the person. He just needed somebody to do the it The person he had hired to, to originally fill this position took another job. Oh. And so he was like, well, what am I going to do? This piece of, he's a political strategist by trade. So the ramping up, as you would, he says, social media mm -hmm. at that particular point in the campaign was very important. So I was like, you know, I, I'll do it. I'll step in. I'll help you. My goal was for him to succeed. Right. Right. right, right. So I was so good at it though, that, or the people who, you know, would have approved another person were like, why don't you apply? And so I did and I got into trouble a lot, but <laughs> but um we won the campaign. Yeah, I was gonna say he got reelected, so <laughs> you did great. You did good work. Yeah, so I mean in the vein of seeking out and not pigeonhole pigeonholding yourself and, and being able to do and experience and, and you know, just go after the things that you want and make you happy as a person, you mm. know, go for it. You never know. I mean, don't, don't quit on yourself. Right. You know? So I want to ask you this. Mm. Do you feel like you're working when you go to work? Uh, not when I'm lashing. That's like work. I'm working. Yeah. I feel the same way. 
It's like when I'm here recording, sitting down, setting up the camera, setting up the lights, talking yeah. with people, it's like it's fun. I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. The next day when I'm sitting in front of my computer trying to edit this stuff, I'm like, oh, my God. It's it's a How lot. How can I make this easier? I've actually thought of like teaching my, my uh, older son to edit. Right? Why not? <laughs> like, Source it out, Dad. For me. <laughs> give you this dinner is a, this is a good skill to learn <laughs> I, i'm helping your uh job no but i resume. like i always like those sayings where if if you're doing what you love it never seems like work definitely definitely and lashes was like that for me i definitely have jumped into it 110 percent, and also brow work and tattooing when i'm trying to learn different strokes or different techniques it's like I kind of equate it to playing an instrument if you play an instrument or mm. you're just kind of in the zone of wanting to learn and focus and yeah. and seeing everything you see on that on that page, you know. You're like a sponge, you're just like absorbing all of that. Right, because as you're practicing, especially brow technique, you're learning, you know, and you're always learning. So I love I love that artistry of it. I love the creativity and I love seeing someone's face and knowing how to design specifically for their face. Oh, not so throwing just, art, art into it. I, I absolutely lot. think it's an art form. I, I don't know if people would agree with me. No, but I, yeah, it definitely has to be because it does. I always you're say, either good at it and customers come to you specifically mm-hmm. or you suck at it and customers are like, no, I don't want to go back to that person. Right. And there's a lot that goes into that. But also, you know, I always tell my clients, you don't want McDonald's lashes. Right. Right. You're not going to, it's not a one size. No, it's, we're not doing like I got Big Ronald Macs McDonald and... in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so silly thing to talk about on your podcast, but truly you're designing for the person's specific eye shape and no two eyes are alike. They're different. One's wider, one's shorter. One might protrude a little more and you have to make adjustments for all of that. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's got to be killer here in Hawaii too with such a, a vast variety of ethnicities here. It is. Um, I, we tend to specialize here in Hawaii um, in doing Japanese and Asian eyes mm-hmm. designs. That's not all you get though, right? It's definitely not all I get, no. Lots of hapa and Hawaiian or... Even believe it or not, lashing a heavy set girl versus a, a thinner person—it's sure. all of those things go into how the face is made up, right? So, yeah, and what you need to do to accommodate. And I'm always learning. Sometimes I—I right. yeah. I, I mean, you got to throw an age in there too. Yeah. Uh, yes, because lashes don't stay as they age; they get thinner and brittler. And what is that? Not even a word. <laughs> brittle. They get <laughs> brittle. Yeah, they yeah. get brittle. <laughs> And they just get really sparse. And those are the people who are like, give me lashes. I'm like, I can't make magic. Oh. <laughs> but I do put them on a lash serum. and At least she's honest. They need time. They need. They just need time. What's your favorite quote? Um, Probably the one I told you before from Arnold Schwarzenegger. How do you climb a mountain? You go up. You just don't stop. And you just take every opportunity in the path of your goals. Um. I recently took um, took on a coach, a business coach, because I'm so, you know, just starting all of this personally, like within the first eight months of entrepreneurship, of a podcast, and working on other things on the side. And I thought, wow, what a great time for coaching, you know, it'd be good. This person has made millions of dollars um, in my industry, right? So she must know what she's talking about. And unfortunately, it didn't give me as much as I expected it to. However, I did 
through this program meet another person that I'm now partnered with and going to coach graphic art art graphic arts with. Okay, okay. okay, so had I never worked in political graphic art design campaigning communications, I would never be able to come and partner with this wonderful woman that I've met who's built her business empire in graphic art design, selling her things on Etsy. And she's like, come be my coach. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that. So trying to keep the doors open and also graphic design. I mean, all these things are merging into this. Right. It's like all these little things that you've learned over the past 10 years or past lifetime, Yeah, your whole lifetime, they're coming together. Absolutely. And in a way that allows me to be there for my kids. Yeah. Yvette, mm-hmm. as she said last week, you know, it's hard balance between motherhood and career. And I'm not, I don't know if it's the same for fatherhood, um, but it definitely the mom guilt is real sure. and it's constant, constant. So it's a big pull. I love these marks. Oh, I know. It makes like the I things sound so much better. Buy this. Like really, I have to. <laughs> They're good. Yeah, I can Amazon, tell. like a hundred bucks. It's fine. Oh, the, the good thing with these ones is they, um, you don't need to use this cord. You can use a regular USB cord. Nice. And there's a plug on the bottom for your headphones. So you plug your headphones into that. You plug this into your laptop. Boom, yeah, this is, right on this it's like is a podcast dangerous. Mic. I would just play karaoke on it all the time. All the time. All right. So Miss Lash is over here. So some of my guys were talking about this. What do, what do men do? Are men getting into lashes these days? I mean, is that a funny yes, thing? Yes, they are. No, I actually am trying to take more male models to show that men can absolutely wear lashes in a very natural way. And if they want a little more drama to it, they can do that too. I've seen so many men with nails now, like acrylic nails. Granted, they, you know... I mean, it's I, a I thing. I like bite my nails. Like... <laughs> but usually they're long, like very feminine nails and really? men who are more feminine and that's okay. fine. Um, but yeah, I am definitely trying to show that, you know, you can have your drag life and wear drag mm-hmm. makeup and lashes that way. But you can also wear everyday lashes and just kind of fill out your look and and make and men, men already tend to have amazing lashes they're very strong and prompt all of my sons i threaten them daily i'm like you're gonna wake up with lashes keep talking to me you gotta sleep no 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 i'm gonna add oh you're gonna, I'm add. gonna add extensions oh, no. that'd be funny <laughs> but it is it's a real thing that just imagine like <laughs> yeah it's it would be so funny they'd be it's the best punishment for my son, my teenagers. But um, I will say that men are definitely wearing lashes more. And I want it to see, I want to be able to branch out and offer it not just to females, but males too. So it's great. I love my male clients. When's the first time you did male lashes? Uh, years ago with Dustin, who you had on your podcast. Oh, Dustin Caraballo. Yes, he's a makeup artist. He's fantastic, super talented. He'll say he's a makeup magician. He, uh, I believe yeah. it because, you know, <laughs> ma- makeup is magic and that's yeah. the end yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. And so actually he was the first person that I modeled uh, male lashes on and okay. he had gone to dinner with a longtime friend that night right after getting the lashes done. And this friend, this childhood best friend, who's a guy, couldn't even tell he had gotten lashes. He was like, have you, have you always had 
those really nice lashes? <laughs> Dustin's like, be what? Yeah. He's like, no, but thank you for noticing. <laughs> so modest. Yeah, super modest. But it definitely is something that uh, men can wear easily and they might have better retention just because, you know, women with makeup and mm. skincare routines, we're always touching our face, you know, um, but they tend to have better retention. Guys so. just wake up. Throw a little water on our face and go out the door. <laughs> something like yeah. that. Something like that. But yeah, male lashes are definitely a thing. And and it can only grow because I'd love to see more males see that they can get lashes. Right. And As, as we're wearing masks more and more and more, it's like smile with your eyes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Smile with your eyes. <laughs> Make it worth them looking at you, you know? <laughs> when we're up and close and personal with our clients, you know? Especially in lashes, people lie down and they close their eyes and they are in like a closet of privacy. Mm. Honestly, mm -hmm. they open up in ways that you would never expect. You know, they talk about the very intimate details of their lives. Really, you run the gambit of right. experiences. You know, you have clients who they can't wait to get in your chair to tell you the latest update of like... So you're their therapist a little bit. It is. It's like mm -hmm. a lash therapy for sure. Lash naps, lash therapy, <laughs> whatever you need. We got you. <laughs> when I see some a client come in, I'm looking at them from head to toe as to what are they wearing. I'm analyzing their mm -hmm. body language. What mood are they in? Because that energy gets shared with me, right? And I have to take that throughout right. my day. And I also have to respond to them in a way that is going to help them be the, the their best selves. So side tangent, I guess I want to say that when when we have clients in our on on the lash bed, we get those two hours or an hour and a half or what it is whatever it is to really help them connect to their inner light and create a transformation in them that allows them to go out into the world and touch everyone in their world with confidence and light. And I saw that. I've seen that so many times. And it's why I do what I do. Right. Because these, these transformations help women, you know, all day we're telling ourselves, some, some women like myself, <laughs> I'm a bad mom or I, I need oh, to get healthier right. or I can be a better spouse or the negative talk is, is something we're constantly combating. Yep. Yep. So when you can create a beauty transformation, whether through waxing or brows or lashes, mm -hmm. these women are able to connect to that inner light and, and really it transforms their day and how they go about their, their life. So that being said, coupled with that is what they're able to share and how they're connecting with you in their, um, during that time, right? Whether right. they're laughing because they can't believe this is happening in their life and they're dealing with dick pics and teenagers <laughs> and homeschooling, or, you know, they've just had a recent suicide attempt and they're coming to you with bandages on their arms and, yeah. and cutting their thighs and, you're there and somehow you have to, for me, in my case, it was a, a brand new client and she came in with bandages all over her and a complete stranger. But I have to, within that hour and a half, I feel obligated personally to make sure they are safe, to make sure they have some place safe to go, mm -hmm. give them a ride to the urgent care or sure. ER if they need and make sure whoever's picking them up is not the perpetrator of or, or assisting in, in, in creating the situation where they feel like they have to take hurt themselves. Right, right. So how do you go from like, hi, my name is Chelsea. I've never met you before <laughs> to, are you okay? Yeah. Can I help you? What's your story? So it really is 
such a meaningful it's such meaningful work to me mm-hmm. i love i love what i do and yeah because you're getting so intimate with these people you're touching you know their their eye the eyes are the most intimate part of a person sure i mean it's the thing that you see the most it's the thing that connects people when you're looking at when you're talking to somebody you're looking at them in the eyes absolutely so i mean you're dealing with that oh you're improving that part of a person that that deals with their soul too and yeah. their state of mind mm-hmm. you know if they leave your place thinking that they look better, they're going to feel better, they're going to act better, they're going to take on bigger challenges or maybe, you know, shrug off the challenge and, you know, the hardships that they're going through right now. Yeah, I agree with that. And they do. They often, and and it, it works the other way too. Sometimes they, you know, I had another client who just a couple of weeks ago just came in and sobbed the whole time. Oh, wow. And I be, I couldn't really get any lashes yeah. on, but she came to sob. Mm-hmm. Right. She came with the intention to share, to be comforted, to be prayed over in my little way, no, you know, yeah. and and I got as many lashes on her as I could. And she felt beautiful and she walked out of the door. And it's it's it is really comfort and counseling. And um, and I'm not a counselor at all, but just someone to listen. Right. I like that you recognize that your your profession, because it's not just you, it's everybody in that that industry absolutely has the power to really connect with people yeah. in a deep and meaningful way. I would call us essential workers. Mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> so please give me the vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the shot I got. <laughs> but yeah, they, you know, the beauty industry does that. And it definitely <clears throat> has opened up my heart to so many people and given me the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And I never saw that client again. The one who, you know, came in all bandaged. But for that moment that she was on my table, she had my full attention and I wasn't going to let her go unless I knew she was going to be safe. Right. Right? So even if I never see them again for that moment, they're the only thing in the world to me. Also, I live in a household of four boys and like I have only testosterone around (laughs) me. So this is my ability (laughs) to like get some of that female hormones. Mm. (laughs) So yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. I keep going back to like my dentist because he always talks to me like therapy. I'm like, I can't talk. I keep my mouth open. <laughs> so he's just talking to you? Yes. You're his therapist. Not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> I guess so. No, not the same. No. So one of the uh, questions that I, I kind of routinely ask a lot of the guests, yeah. um, do you have a life philosophy that you ascribe to and that you share upon the world? You know, trying to look on the bright side of things is definitely part of my personality and who I am. So if there was a philosophy is like, you know, things are going to get better or things are, there's always something to be happy about. There's, there's a silver lining to every cloud that you see. And I remember we were driving on the H3 past the airport and this is kind of a good example of that. We were, my husband and I were kind of going through a harder time in our personal lives and, you know, it. And it was an overcast day with a lot of clouds and all of a sudden the clouds broke and you saw this beautiful ray of sunshine. And and it's just a reminder that no matter how cloudy you seem, even if your horizon is just full of clouds, there is sunlight right above it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and if you can seek for the sunlight, then you'll have something to be grateful for to carry you through the difficult times, you know, and for example, this morning, I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't feel like getting on the Stairmaster or the row machine, but I knew I had this podcast tonight. <laughs> and 
so I knew I had to be in the gym. And then my girlfriend is on the phone with me. She's like, you know, my friend Shelby wants to be on your podcast, but she had a brain lesion that like caused her left leg to not work anymore. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go to the gym and be like super grateful that I can use my legs. Yeah. Silver lining. Silver lining. (laughs) And I I felt super shitty as a person for being complaining that I have to go and use my legs to exercise, but being super grateful and, and, and finding that, that silver lining and that sunshine through the clouds is definitely a life philosophy that's allowed me to kind of stay positive through COVID. Uh, 2020 was really difficult for me. I had a debilitating back injury. I needed back surgery. I got fired from a job. Um, because of the back injury. What job was that? I was a medical, uh, I went back to oh, the dialysis? medical. No, oh. I was working in a dermatology office Okay. and I was trying to do medical assisting and combine my medical aesthetics and kind of move into that. Um, and then I hurt my back and I um, slipped some discs Oh. and it laid me out for 10 months. I was on like 75 grams of morphine. I was super high all the time. I was trying to homeschool my kids and my savior of a husband. Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. And I couldn't even stand or sit for long periods of time. Mm. I tried cortisone shots. Like multiple ones because I was trying to avoid surgery. Oh, yes. Yeah. I luckily, that's, no, that's nothing to shake at. Yeah. Not at all. And then I was lucky to land a social media job so that I could work from my bed literally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming out of that and, and having a successful surgery where I can feel myself again and, and be strong and healthy again, it's like being able to go through that, I needed to see that there was an ending. I needed to have goals and I needed to have something to drive me towards that. And, and be, you know, especially the fear that the pandemic causes, like, is, is this how our life is going to be from now on? Are we going to be able to, you know, at that time there was no like solutions out there. Right. There was just quarantine life. Right. Right. There was just masks. shutting down. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Never mind your lashes. Like beauty industry is completely shut down. Yeah. There's no way you can be doing that. So it was a, just this super storm of, of um, things that potentially halt you in doubt and fear. Mm-hmm. And I just had to take things day by day and, and be happy that I, I could do what I could do that there is pain medication that could, that could help. I did have to wean off of that. And that wasn't fun either. Right. Right. Luckily I didn't get addicted to that, but going through those things and being able to stay positive and be like, I'm so grateful that every day I would have to say, you know, I'm so grateful that I have a husband who is cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids and the kids who contribute to the household. And, and I'm no good right now, but I can lie here and have dinner with everybody. You know, just these little things that, that, um, helped me get through that period and and so seeing that sunshine through the silver lining yeah, is, no, is definitely that's definitely helpful right and it it almost sounds how do i put this it's like you 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 staved yourself off of being depressed yeah by having a long-term vision of yes things are bad now but they're not always going to be bad and things are bad for me but they could be worse Right. And not that bad compared to other people or, you know, and other situations. That definitely, I mean, while I was going through my own medical things, I was hearing stories about moms who were stuck at home with their kids who have like 
special needs right 24 hours a day not knowing how to educate them not being able to get them the things that help them because they get those things at school mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and just the heart-wrenching stories of people losing their family members everything that was going on in new york you know and other places where people were dying without their loved ones yeah without being able to say goodbye and it's it's terrifying and and so i just i I was like grateful that i was safe and nobody had covid and everybody was healthy and you know and luckily it stayed that way so 100 percent positivity helps very good life philosophy for a lot of people to have especially in times like this you know where hey things aren't always the greatest but there is light at the end of the tunnel there is it'll get better it has to it doesn't stay the storms don't stay do you find yourself um, the recipient or pushing off or give or receiving like vibes or energy from people. You, I, I think you mentioned yes. that earlier in the episode where you, the client walks in, um, you're judging, not judging, but you're observing their energy. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so here's a funny story. I was a traveling lash artist at the beginning thinking that was going to be like this super new trend that I could just go to people's homes and do their lashes. That was mm-hmm. a bad idea. Oh, <laughs> You know, it was really, it it sounds good in theory, but when you get into the nitty gritty and subtle nuances of what it takes to apply lashes that will stay, it's, it's horrendous. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Um, so on one of these lash appointments, I was lashing someone and what was strange was that they were saying all the right things. And, and in the early days, it was like a four hour appointment, right? When I was just starting now, my time, because I'm experienced is much less. It's like an hour, hour and a half, two hours at most. And it was a four hour appointment. And she was saying all the right things. Like nothing was wrong. Nothing was wrong. Nothing was wrong. And yet when I left there, I felt nauseous. I wanted to throw up. I have a headache. And I feel like I had absorbed the energy from this person that was negative. That was the undercurrent of stress that she was feeling because the appointment was taking too long because her dog wanted to sit on her because her kid wanted dinner and the husband wasn't making it because my lash table didn't fit in her hoarder apartment, which I didn't know. I didn't know what I was walking into. So I had to come up with a different solution and lash her on the couch. So all of these things created stress for her and that stress gets transferred to me because I'm, their head is here. Right. And, and, and when I started to ask some of my friends about this and their massage therapy friends, they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, 100%, you have to create a block for yourself of energy where mm-hmm. it's almost like you won't be accepting anyone's energy. You just give off positive energy. Right. Right. So it is a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, I, I do. And I have received energy. And what I found combats that is trying to give love. Oh, that sounds oh, so yeah. weird. No, it, <laughs> but it, it's cliche, but it's it's I know it's there for a reason because it's true. Like, right. So if people, I'm the world over out... have put this out there. Yeah, because it's true. Humanity, the world over. It's the same concepts. It's, it is. it's show love. Right. Right. So if I'm putting out my love to them and my care and concern Mm -hmm. and wanting to create an energy around them that's comforting, especially for people who are going through something, then I don't absorb. But sometimes I do. Uh, I had a client a couple weeks ago who, who was, you know, 
like I told you, came in to just to cry. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that left me very drained emotionally because I was trying to combat like this very heavy wave of, I, this sounds so juju, right? This it's a little voodoo. No, but it's, <laughs> but, I, I think it's, it's valid and it's true because, um, one of my practices over the past week is just put out positive energy every day. Yeah. No matter what negative is happening at work or wherever in the world, I don't even watch the news anymore. So, oh, me neither. I can't um, do it. Just put out my own positive energy in my own little space that I can. And yes. do what I can to not throw any more negative energy out in the world that doesn't need to be there. Right. We're in 100%. And so in trying to do that for this client, I, I was very exhausted after her appointment, but because, you know, in order to share someone's load, you literally share their energy. And, and as much as I was trying to give to her and to comfort her and, and she did feel comforted, it, it was also like, okay, took, took on a little too much on that appointment. So yeah, it's, it sounds cliche, but it's true. It's a thing. No, that's why I asked you. I was like, no, you're looking at um, your clients and you have to be in a position where you're putting off that positive energy or staving off the negative energy that's coming out. Yeah. Coming out at you. Definitely. I haven't had too many clients who were mad. Mm -hmm. Right. Nobody usually shows up to a last appointment mad. <laughs> Thank goodness, which is why I do it. But I have had the other stress and right. Stress anxiety. is a huge one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just if you meet one of your friends and they just show up and they're all stressed and they're just like rambling off like what they're stressed about, you know, it's, Absolutely. It, it, it's a load, but it's something that, you know, you know, hey, maybe they just need to get it off their chest or anything like that. But you don't want to put negative energy back at them. Right. Or when you're fighting with someone, right? right? You're not angry, but then they come at you with anger. And then all of a sudden you're holding this pile of anger, oh, steaming pile of like, anger. Right? And, and like law enforcement, that's huge. Like mm -hmm. you show up to a scene where it's the, a man and woman have been fighting. And then as soon as the cops get there, oh, the, the dude or the, the woman, they come out after the cop and they start screaming and yelling at the cops. Like, whoa, I've had to learn that. Hey, just time out. I yes. know you're frustrated. I just got here. I know you're not mad at me, but if you need someone to vent and you need to just yell about her, go ahead. We'll walk over here and just yell about her all you want. I'll listen to you. I'll sit here and I'll listen to you. Yep. And, and I could judge you. Just get it off your chest. That's great. That's that's an amazing service like, that you 100 do 100% of the community. time, like people would just like vent and right. then they'd be okay after like a few minutes. They're just yeah, like, they oh, just fizzle to out. Yeah. They fizzle out. Yeah. Because they're they don't have somebody throwing gasoline on the fire, right? Which right. is what we do as partners in life, right? They, we know the spots to hit, and mm -hmm. I, I understand why domestics happen. Yeah, no, sometimes you just the people's people are full of gas, and they just need it to burn off. And once it's burned off, they're back to normal people. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. Oh, wow. Okay, okay so Go I'm ahead. doing a survey of okay. all my friends. If you had to take a snapshot of your life, come up with one sentence to put on the back of a bumper sticker, okay? It's going to live on your car so other people have to see it. <laughs> what would it be? Mm. <clears throat> Snapshot of my life. One sentence. Bumper sticker. Bumper sticker sentence. Okay. Slogan. What is the slogan of your life right now? I actually have one written up outside my office that I look at every day. Um, live easy. Life will be hard. I Live mean, hard, life will be easy. I love that. 
And do you feel like it's reflective of where you are right now in your life? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wrote it on the whiteboard outside my office. It's like, nice. yeah. it's been there for a few weeks. So I see it every day. I love that. I just got to remember it. You know, life isn't always easy. But if you're even yeah. if you're living the easy life, that means you're you're comfortable, right? And you're not growing. growing. And it's when we're at our, it's when we're struggling and almost at our quote unquote worst that we actually do grow and become, you know, better human beings. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with that. So. If you're not growing, you're regressing, mm-hmm. right? And that's a really good quote. I had other friends say adventure is out there yeah. and that's really reflective of like one of my best friends because her life right now she's trying to get in 39 hikes on her 39th year of life Yay. so you know adventure is out there and yeah. she likes to do new things and then my other friend his um quote was the sun will always shine on another day mm. you know he's not going through the easiest of time um so it's reflective of his <clears throat> the prominent you know, issues in his life. And yeah. mine is, we'll sing for food. We'll sing for food. <laughs> Flashing just can't open because of COVID. At least I can sing for food. And nice. that that's, that. there's always something you can do. As long as they don't mask you up when you're singing, you're baby golden, right? <laughs> that's right. Blue Note has a, a screen now. That, that right, the, the big plastic barriers. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I always like to think that, like, okay, if I had to have a snapshot of what's reflective, what would my bumper sticker say? You know, so it's it's really important to kind of reflect on where you are and, and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You need to see mm-hmm. your goals as tangible things so that you can get there. Get Tangible them. and small, just little steps at a time. It's like Arnold mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger's quote, climb just the mountain, just go up. Just go up. Like, just go up. Don't look at the top of the mountain. Look at like the next step and the next step and the next step in front of you. Well, you know? I'm so clumsy on hikes. That's what I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to, if I want to look at the scenery, I have to stop, stabilize myself, yeah. turn around, yeah. enjoy the scenery, and then just keep plodding along. Yeah, 100%. All right. Chelsea, it's been awesome having you on. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Thank you so much for coming. All right, everybody. As always, stay happy, Hawaii. Get through the shakas. Oh, just <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome.